This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. great to speak to you about something that is a pretty amazing and very interesting film, The Possession of Janet Moses. And you are David Stubbs, the director. You know, we finished the film a year ago. Oh, wow. And, I, and for the last, I haven't, had, haven't, had to, haven't had to talk about it much recently, so I'm, oh, I've been a, yep. So, I, I've, so this, this, will be the, this will be the first time I've spoken about it 
Wow, okay. Uh, a little more than for a while, so I'm, oh, okay. I'll be a bit rusty, but just see how we go. No worries. So it was uh, released a year ago or first screened or completed a year ago? I guess it says Yeah, it was, it was first screened. Yeah, first screened. The New, the New Zealand premiere was a year ago. The Melbourne Festival is the international premiere. So uh, firstly, of course, it's a very big subject. It's uh, for many Australians who might be listening to this or anyone outside of New Zealand who will be listening to this interview. Can you uh, just briefly explain what uh, belief the possession of Janet Moses is? Yeah, so this this is a film about a, a real incident that happened in 2007 in a small town in New Zealand. Same town that I was actually raised in, mm. uh, up in and my parents still live there. There were reports of a woman having died in a unusual circumstances in a small house in the, in the valley of Wainuimata. Pretty quickly the, the rumour went around that she'd died in the exorcism ceremony, which in itself is pretty unusual, but it just got, the story got stranger and stranger when there were reports that she'd drowned in the house, that the house was full of water, you know, up to the windows in the water, that there were dozens of people involved in this ceremony, and that other people had also been exorcised and were near death as well. So so it was a, it was a story that just kept getting bigger and bigger and more and more bizarre, and mm. the truth was that everyone that was involved in that incident had the mm. same story about what had happened. That they were saying that this young woman and other people had been possessed by a demon and that they were fighting that demon for three days and three nights in that small house. I decided to, decided to investigate, really, because it was one of those subjects that, because of the cultural association, so this is a Māori family, a lot of people were reluctant to go there to talk about it, to find out what happened. Mm. And certainly the family themselves closed closed ranks and really... Uh, even the court case was so long, and uh, I mean, eight people were charged with with uh, the death of Janet, the woman that died. Was, the court case was so long and complex and bizarre that no one really got their head around it. Even the media kind of struggled to kind of figure out what was going on. Mm. And so I, I looked for the story. I looked to find out what had happened and try and bring some understanding to this bizarre case. And um, so, yeah, that was that was how the film started. And it was, you know, for all of us involved in this production. Um, monumental kind of endeavour and a very dark time and a very also a very wonderful time. So uh, I think the film will surprise a lot of people when they see it. Um, I think it's like nothing you've ever seen before, and um, I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it's it's uh, sort of blurs the line a little bit. Um, I guess the aesthetic of it, like it's beautifully shot. It's it's very cinematic, and perhaps that will be something a bit different than the normal kind of documentary as such, more docudrama, I guess. And that immediately engages the, the viewer, certainly, you know, drew me in. I mean, apart from I'm from New Zealand originally and um, growing up used to hear of uh, certain certain things, mysterious Māori business, basically, that people didn't uh, yeah. talk openly about, especially something like makutu. Yes. For yourself, was... What was that like to explore something that is so mysterious and culturally uh, sensitive? It was something that I, at first, probably naively went into. You know, I, mm. I, I, like most New Zealanders, didn't quite understand what what Makatu was, and Makatu being the what this family believed uh, was the curse upon this, the, the, their family and this particular woman, and. Trying to find out what it is is also uh, very hard. Māori won't talk about it because 
it's looked down upon. And, and you know, when, when the Christian missionaries arrived uh, in this country, they tried to get rid of all these sort of spiritual, culturally, Maori spiritual, cultural beliefs and replace them with Christianity. And so a lot of Maori don't talk about it because it's frowned upon. It's also become mixed up with become mixed up with Christian beliefs as well. And so um, when I started making this film, I had Maori saying you should really, you know, you need to do this carefully and protect yourself. And I had Christians saying, well, you know, possession is real, the devil's real, you know. So so there was a lot of there was a sense of danger around it, I suppose, and mystery right throughout. And so. You know, immediately meant that I was up up against people not wanting to talk about it. No, it's it's uh, it must have been pretty uh, quite a trial for you to just stay focused and I guess do the job of of um, de- this depiction and and uh, the unusual yeah, well, just trying to just, yeah. story that it is. Mm. Yeah, well, trying trying to find a balance between I, I didn't want it to be an investigation. I just wanted to find out what had happened, and I didn't want to lay blame. I just wanted to mm. uh, you know find the truth. And so the people involved and the the exorcism or the, the failed cleansing of Janet were always honest, and they all told the same story all the way through, giving evidence in court. And to this mm. day, they will they will tell you that that they that, that she was possessed by a demon, and that they saw a thing in that house that they cannot explain, and that they were trying to save her. And you know, I don't think in the end, the courts, the police, or anyone that knows anything about the story believes anything other than than they genuinely believe they're trying to save her from something had possessed her and that really over three to three days and four nights three days and three or four nights in that house they too became possessed by something Mm -hmm. and that's a spiritual thing or a hysteria hysteria thing that's what the audience gets to decide i guess when they watch the film yeah exactly um yeah it's 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 something that again i think uh, a lot of people won't be familiar with but i'm certainly hoping they'll go along because the performances are well you know the reenactments, the performances, it still has that drama and uh, they're pretty amazing. Where did you find the people that could play these roles? Because these are, you know, obviously people who are one of whom is deceased and, you know, all these other characters are real, real character, real people. How did you um, manage to get the casting going for that? Yeah, it was, it was a difficult film to cast because we had to cast Maori with Maori actors, and most Maori actors believe in the kinds of spiritual things that we're that we're suggesting in this film, and that the Janet's family believed in as well. So mm. we we had to go into the story with a sense of trying to express what we that we believed the family loved Janet, and that this was a crime of love rather than a crime of malice. And so the actors went in trying to authentically portray a family who loved their daughter and we're trying to save her and so that's that was kind of like their motivation was to express that and so that the audience can see that how sometimes when you love hard or too much um things can go wrong and that this is what happened in this case mm. yes it could have gone very wrong as, as it's shown in the film for a number of the other people in the in the house but it is a tragedy to obviously to have lost this woman, this mother, the sister, cousin, uh, to this family. It must be um, a huge gap in their life uh, for now and forever, I should imagine. Have they, has anyone yeah. of the family seen the, uh, seen the film? Yes. So, um, so, you know, there are two sides to the family. There's the, mm. the Janet's maternal side and her paternal side. And so the, 
so so her father's side of seeing the film, we had a screening for them, and they appreciated the film. They because of the confusion and around what really happened, and yeah. I think everyone likes to see that that you know that this it, that this death was an accident and it came from a place of love and that there was genuine belief that there was a possession of him taking place. Mm. Um, the, 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 the side of the family that were actually responsible for Janet's death, I mean, the people that were in the house and their relatives, uh, some of them have seen the film. They they didn't want to participate in the film. I guess mm-hmm. they, had, they had no reason to trust trust me when I was making the film. But, um, yeah, I know, I know some of them have seen it, and I haven't had direct feedback from them, but um, I, I made it always with the idea that I would I needed to, needed to be able to take that, that film and show it to them and be able to stand up beside it and say, you know, I hope you're okay with this. I've tried to tell your story truthfully, and I believe that you believe. Mm. Yes, well, I think, uh, yeah, you've done an amazing job as far as it's uh, very creative. It's, it's, like I said, very draws you in. It's very engaging. And I think people will find something quite unique in this story. Uh, hopefully, it'll open up some discussion too I guess about our spirituality and culture and I guess the modern the modern so-called modern world that we do exist in and those yeah, conflicts yeah. that that still can arise and uh, occur so yes I mean this, this could easily be a story about a, a you know a Catholic family or a yes. mm. you know or a any, any kind of cultural religious background because exactly of, yeah um so, you know, something was happening to Janet, and their their reaction and their response was based on their beliefs, and we all have beliefs. And I think what I wanted to show is that this isn't a story about a, a Maori family in a New Zealand context. This is a story about a, a mm. family, a bunch of humans, and what happens to a bunch of people when they're faced with what appears to be one of their own and in danger from some mysterious spiritual presence, which is what she told them was going on. And, you know, since making this film, I've had plenty of people, European, Māori, all kinds of races, tell me of similar experiences within their families with people mm. that they've loved, you know, and it generally doesn't end in a, in a death. But we're often faced with people we love behaving strangely and um, is it possession or is it some sort of psychosis or is it something mm. else? That's the question. Yeah, How do you know? yeah. Um, is it mental health, or mental unwellness, and those sort of conditions? There was a case in Victoria in the nineties where a young woman was possessed, and it was from a white Christian family, and uh, she died as well. Um, this was yeah, a good twenty something okay. years ago. Yeah. I saw a play actually that was about it, and uh, it was very uh, yeah, it was incredibly dramatic, obviously, and very powerful and incredibly sad because it did look like it was yeah. a mental health and unwellness condition. Uh, and we see it all the time. I mean, you see it in horror films, you see it, you know, in the fictional realm. But when, when it happens, I guess, in the real world, it's um, in the world that we live in, it's, it's always uh, breathtaking that something like this occurs today. But it does, you know, all part, like you said, any, any part of the world. Will have remnants, yeah, and his, yeah, echoes of history's full of it, and um, we're all capable of being pulled into something like this yeah. given certain circumstances, you know. And this, this family were pulled into it because 
they had certain beliefs they hadn't they were trying to save her so they, they weren't sleeping they were mm. uh, stuck in the small space all working together um trusting their faith trusting their leaders and you know like i said three days and three nights of that um Mm. You know, with with, yeah. with your reasoning at that point. Yes. Do we know the family? Do you know very much about the family now? Are they um, cohesive? Are they still, you know, together? Yeah. Well, as far, yeah. As far as I know, this mm. they're, they're a very tight and yeah. loving family, and I believe they still are, and they still live in that community mm. quietly, and they're trying to get on with their lives, you know. And but of course, this hangs over the. I'm not sure and, about that beeping um, thing. <laughs> Sorry. Are you getting the beep? Oh, there you go. There's the beep. Damn. ...to be doing. Um, yes, so as we were saying, the belief, the possession of Janet Moses, uh, a docudrama, it's screening, of course, that myth, and the 1st of August at 9pm for the Melbourne International Film Festival. Uh, jump on myth.com.au forward slash program for belief, the possession of Janet Moses. It's a very unique, interesting film. It runs deep. It's very emotional. And, um, yeah, I've never seen anything on the screen like that. So, uh, David Stubbs, well done on, on an amazing uh, and difficult <laughs> job making this film thank, thank you yeah I, I, I you know I really want to encourage people to go see it because I guess on the surface some people might think it's a horror film some, some mm. people might think it's a it's a documentary it's it's somewhere in between it really is something a bit different and that was informed by the story and informed by the way we had to approach something which is at, at, at one end kind of horrifying and confronting at the other end, kind of beautiful because it's a it's a, a love story turned bad, you know. And um, we really wanted to show how a family could have the fear within a family could lead to someone's death. And so, for me, the film's about the audience experiencing what they experienced, going through the days and nights oh, right. of the dread, exhaustion. Yes, that beeping is starting again. I don't like the sound of that. I'll have to wrap it up. Both sessions and we've done a Q&A. Oh, are you? Oh, good. Okay. I'll correct that. Look, thank you so much. I'm going to have to leave it because I've got a feeling it's going to hang up on us again. Okay. No, that's fine. But thank you. Thank you, David. Unu here, unu here. Unu here, ki te uru tapunui. Kia wātea, kia māmā, te ngākau, te tīnana, te wairua i te aratangata. Koi arā e rongo, whakairi ake ki runga, kia tīna, tīna. Hui e, tāiki e. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation. Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.